Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I don't know which number it is. I think it's like 23 or so, even though it says 21 on the live feed because I got to change some stuff on my computer. Um, I pulled this one out of nowhere. Uh, big special thanks to KTM. Uh, they have me up here at the, and a bunch of other journalists, up here at the uh, round of the works race in Gray Harbor, Washington. Um, we're testing the 2020 uh, TPI fuel injected bikes. So they have 300 XCW, 250 XCW, and the all new 150 XCW, which is a TPI bike. And then also uh, brand new for 2020 is the, is the 250 and 300 uh, XC. So now they've kind of moved the TPI in the two stroke range over to their, you know, more, you know, competition race uh, XC bike. So uh, that's what uh, they have the journalists up here riding. Uh, today I rode X300 <coughs> XCW and did a short stint aboard a 250XC. And tomorrow morning I'm going to ride the 150XCW. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm up here doing. But even bigger thanks to them because they loaned me uh, what they call a cradle, which is their internet booster thing. Because where I'm at, I wasn't able to get the um, kind of bandwidth I needed. And now I have the bandwidth so I can hang out in talk to you guys. So um, I uh, put up a, a little bit of a post earlier to ask some questions. I got some good questions and I went to the guys and got you the answers or at least the correct answers. Um, so I can answer those and then like usual I will um, run through my uh, gamut of questions that you guys ask live. So when I um, say Put your questions in the comments on the chat board. Put your questions in the comments of the chat board. And then I will scroll down and try to answer those uh, to the best of my ability. Um, tonight's uh, broadcast is also brought to you by uh, Hams, the beer refreshing. Um, that's what I'm going to enjoy right now since I'm done racing. And then uh, we'll pull the tequila out from underneath the table and see what we got. Um, might have some. I was... Uh, I was, I was looking to get a special guest in here, but I was a little hesitant because my setup's so screwed up and um, just pulling this stuff out of uh, nowhere. So, um, yeah, no no special guest. I got the dust bunny. Hold on one second. I got the motorhome dust bunny. So, yeah, I do have a co-host. He'll hang out right here, make sure I don't do anything wrong. Maybe he'll get drunk and fall out of his uh, chair. So... Uh, let's get right to it. I have the, the KTM TPI questions and actually let me just kind of tell you a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of the bikes in general. So TPI is KTM's version of fuel injected two stroke and it's pretty unique in that TPI stands for transfer port injection. So they're not injecting it through like inside of the throttle body or pre reed valve. They're actually direct. It's not direct inject because that would come in through the cylinder head or that's the way it is. They're injecting the fuel into the transfer ports um, and it's a technology that they patented and they spent a lot of time working on it because um, and we have a really good kind of historical test about um, on dirt bike tests about how they kind of came up with this particular plan and why they did it that way and from what I can tell they're onto something and they've patented enough around it and that's why you're not seeing other manufacturers kind of jump on this this kind of trend. Um, there's been fuel injected two strokes in all different, like in the scooter market and a lot of different things, but not in the performance realm. And 
what makes this interesting is that they've kind of expanded to the XC line, which is, you know, racing. And they still have not put it on the SX, which means it's probably not ready for the SX. The SX in 2020 is still carbureted. Um, so it's, it's evolving and it's growing. And I think they're learning quite a bit as they go along this path. And there is one, probably the one big change to the motors or the, the kind of the computer controlled part of the XC line and XCW line, the whole TPI, is that they have a new sensor that's an ambient air pressure sensor that is added into the system. So now it's reading off of two pressure sensors, one that's in the crankcase and one that's just taking air pressure kind of like they do on the four strokes. And they're, it's funny, just in the last few, eh, last few weeks, I've been getting a lot of questions about you know the, the jetting on the two strokes and have, have, have I experienced any problems and I hadn't um, previous to this and I've ridden one from like literally in a single ride from 600 feet elevation up to eh, 7,800 feet and and had no issues with the altitude and stuff and then but I've had some people say hey I was climbing up some steep hills and I had some stuff go wrong I've had my bike seem like it got really lean um, under weird circumstances, other people said their bike got really rich and didn't run that well. And so we've had a few different questions. In fact, today I also got my hands on a JD jetting tuner for the KTM TPI bikes, which I plan to play with and see how that works out. So lots, lots of stuff going on. Um, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll kind of get to some of the questions and that'll answer it. But so I rode, today I rode 50A um, on the 300 XCW and kind of in the beginning I was like, and I don't, I don't know if I want to ride. I'd rather ride XC because it's, it's more of a race. It's a works race, and that's probably the – if you were to just say what's the best bike for it, that would probably be my go-to. Um, but the motocross section is actually pretty short, and the, the trees and the woods is probably 85% of the course. And even when you're out in the, out in the kind of the backfield here and stuff, it's pretty – um, traction is pretty limited. Um, there's a lot of rolly rocks on top and it's kind of poofy dirt and it's pretty slippery. In fact, in this morning when we were doing our unclassified race, which is essentially a practice, I slid the bike out three times and just kind of pushing and trying to find traction. And so in the end, I think XCW is kind of like a secret weapon, especially the 300, because I can ride it a gear high and just lug it everywhere. And, and it doesn't sound very fast. In fact, it makes very little noise, but it hooks up and hauls ass. So, um, pretty good, um, pretty good result. Actually, uh, won the 50A class um, overall, whatever race it was that I was that I was in, and um, had to ride an extra lap than everybody else because I went too fast. So that's my problem. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but overall had a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good time. So I am going to run into the questions. So Peter uh, Peter Luis. Peter Lewis, it's almost like my name, it's spelled really weird, um, asks, what are the changes that make it possible to use a standard spark plug on the 2020 models? So I just saw my race bike for tomorrow go riding by my motorhome. We'll see if maybe we'll have a special guest, you never know. Um, what are the, the, the changes? Um, I don't know. I know that the bike has a very, the last the last few years had a very unique special spark plug and I'd asked about it and they said it was just had something to do with the tip. Um, uh, was it necessary? And they said, "No, nah, you you can you can run the normal one, but sometimes 
they're adjusting the height. Actually, the expert's going to roll in here and answer that question Where's right now. Where's the tacos, Jimmy? It's Taco there's, there's Tuesday. No, there's no tacos. So I got David O'Connor from KTM. Don't touch any of the equipment because it's very fragile. I want to shake the camera. This Say hi to the, the fans out there. They're I'm out down there. here. Oh, wow. Right there. Here, scoot hi, over. Fans. I'm going to scoot over. I'm going to... Because we have the question, what makes it possible, what changes make it possible to use the standard spark plug on the 2020 models? What do you mean by the standard spark plug? Well, because you know how you had the other, the last spark plug in the old one was a really um, yep. special spark, very expensive spark plug. He says, what changes that make it possible? Is is it still a special spark plug? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Same same spark plug. But yeah. you, can use a, you can use a standard one. We haven't ever tried. It's recommended okay. that it's, one. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you should use the recommended one. Well, <laughs> you guys can try it and then get back with Jimmy, and Jimmy can give me the info. Uh, as a manufacturer, we stick to what's recommended. Yeah, so, so, so you're Jim, supposed Jim, to Jimmy's the one that does the trial and error but, stuff, and he tells me he seizes or broke his bike. No, I so did you let the, Jimmy be the you, test Did you put the dented pipe on my bike so I can go dent it? No, later? no. It's, they're all dented. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but it's it's the same size and shape. They're not repositioning the the the, the electrode. No. In anything kind of crazy, it's just like. Resistor, maybe exactly. Resistor, main, yeah. mainly, yeah. Heat range. So, um, okay. Let's see. Don't miss Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Um, does the XC have different mapping than the XCW? Same, same mapping. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. So, yeah. so, and that's that's something I found interesting. I thought that the XC would have like a more aggressive setting. And today we did ride the bikes in the more aggressive. Yeah. So the, map. the bike comes in the more aggressive map, and underneath the gas tank, there's the white plug which unplugs, and that makes it the more mellow map. There's also the power part switch which will plug into there and then it can be a switch on your handlebar yeah, so you can do it on the fly yeah it's just yeah. an accessory exactly it's accessory yeah thing. it's in our power parts so luck. so and and i'll talk about that in a few minutes like the bikes and and uh even cole kirkpatrick just took it out for a photo shoot and he was like blown away because he spent a lot of time on last year's um 300 and he was blown away by actually what he was calling like the power of the bike the 300 and i noticed this specifically on the 250 that i rode like it's 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 pretty aggressive i would I would kind of like I would like a little more aggression in the aggression map, and maybe if if the I don't know what the mellow map is. I haven't had a chance to ride it, but in the mellow map, if it were a little closer to what the aggressive map is, but you know who knows? I have to I have to plug it in. I can't really comment on it until I try it, but I will. Yeah, we'll get Jimmy to try. Um, we're back again tomorrow for for more races. Jimmy can try it out. I'm only doing like half of one race. That's I, okay. I, That's I, enough for Jimmy to rec- test. Jim, you know Jimmy's a good <laughs> test rider. He'll know exactly what's going on within a lap. Yeah. Um, yeah. What happens if the power valve is changed and or adjusted on a TPI bike? So I'm going to go back to our recommendations. It, it's set in one position. We don't want people adjusting it, but there you go, Jimmy, did, and everybody they, else is going to try that anyway. Like it's the car bike, everybody adjusted for different um, different hit of the and, power. And the, but the car bike, it was amazing what that the springs, the ones you changed, or yeah. just the adjustment would do. I mean, you could you could dial it into just a bike that just bogged the whole just brrr yeah. the whole time, and you could make it kind of aggressive and snappy. Yeah. So be, being a manufacturer, we, we've stuck to the recommendation of sticking it the way it is. But, of course, people always play with and tamper with stuff. So <laughs> let Tamper, Jimmy, I like that word. Let, let, Jimmy, let Jimmy know how it works, too, also. And, yep, and did, if Jimmy finds out it's good, he can pass the information on rather than KTM. Did, does yeah. that bike come in the little kit? Does it come with different springs? No, no, so there's no, 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 it's oh, so, not, it's so, so, not like the carb bike, yeah. so there's no, there's no different adjustable um, in, springs for your power valve in, governor. In the manual, and I, I know this from playing with the old one, that it's super, it's way more sensitive than, than the old bike used to be, and, and it's like when I changed it, I almost, it, it changed the power, you know, changed the power delivery a little bit, but it also like, it was also like I wanted to change the jetting, yeah. which, I, which I can't do. 
Yeah. You know, so, so in, and just even in talking to you guys, how, you, how you're milling the top of the, you know, making sure the power valve adjustment and the port timing is perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, it kind of leads to it. And I, I like to look at the manual and see what the manual says about adjusting the. It says not adjust. to adjust. It says not to adjust. Yeah, it says yeah, it's set yeah. perfect from the factory. Exactly. Well, yeah, there, yeah. You, there you go. They even have like a little um, orange yeah, paint mark yeah. on to kind of show that it wasn't, I'll say tampered with, but it's, it's, it's the first thing a dealer will look at if, if they go in and something's running bad, they'll kind of set that back to the perfect position and, and kind of go from there. To, to troubleshoot, but there is people adjusting stuff. Um, haven't done it. And myself it's not a little it. bit of paint. It's not like a little bit of paint. Like when I look, oh at yeah, the box, it's, it's a lot of paint. Yeah, like you, you, you want to break the seal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll break the seal, and then that's something people can set back to stock yeah. for at a dealer for troubleshooting. Okay. Um, your opinion on? Let's see here. Uh, I need to get this. Two more comments. Here we go. Let's see your opinion on. Wow, we're getting more questions already on this. Your opinion on. Uh, oil injection, modernized. Uh, best thing ever. Best thing ever, yeah. Yeah, no more mixing gas, just yep. pour it in there. And, and The oil tank should be able to do, depending on riding, but roughly five gas tanks. So you could be out stuck and on I a just, trail. You just have your buddy with a four-stroke, like, hey, let's tip that bike over and get some gas. You know, there's no worrying about mixing oil. It's it's just an easy, should, clean four system. Four-strokes run fine on two-stroke gas. No, but they, the vice versa. <laughs> if you need to steal some, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. can steal your four stroke. Exactly, place. you're yeah. not worrying I about it. It's got did, the mixture. Yeah. I did a calculation last night on like, okay, at five tanks, um, you know, five tanks of fuel at the, the rate, you know, with the, the how many liters it was in there, the point six liter, point seven yeah. liters. It's like literally, it's almost averaging out at that, almost eighty to one. Yeah, it like could, would it, be that would be exactly. The, so it changes when the bike's at idle off the throttle position sensor. It'll do. It'll do a different uh, measurement from when the, the TPS is wide open. So it calculates and, and works out what's the best um, performance and, and oil mixture. And the, the cool thing is, like, we're out doing photos, you know, last night. And we're just idling around in first gear just doing photos, photos. And usually when you're doing that on a two-stroke, you come around and you go, brap, to do your little photo. And you leave a big old puff of smoke. Yeah, exactly. None. It's all loaded up. Yeah, and you've got to clean it out if you're just playing yeah, around, the play bikes. riding it. It's just responsive. You could, We could let the bike idle, you know, cold day, let it warm up for... Even ten minutes, and then as soon as you get on the gas, it's not blue, 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 blue. It's just clean, snappy yeah. straight away. Yeah, and, and you don't get the ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. <laughs> like the like, old old five hundred ding, ding, ding yeah, noise. It, yeah, it used to be. It used to be where that's how you could tell. Hey, is my bike jet, especially on the pilot yeah. jet in the idle circuit, is it good? It wouldn't. You know, if you didn't have the ding, ding, which I hate because it it yeah. pushes the bike into the turn sometimes. Um, fuel injector relocation. So I think what he's asking about that is, did you? The, the injectors are still in the exact same position. Same, as same position, yeah. So yeah. the engine itself has tilted one degree. That was more for, for handling performance, get a little more weight on the front tire. But the injector has, is in the same position in the cylinder. Um, and then he asks XCW versus XC chassis handling. And I can tell you there is definitely a difference. Um, the XC has, a, has, a, has the air fork. Yep. And I could feel that it was lighter. It was just a little bit lighter on the front, the feeling, but it, it and, and the bike I rode only had like two hours on it. And it felt like it needed to be a little bit. So the bit. air fork for, for sure, like uh, when they're new, takes about five hours to get like broken in suspension. Yeah. We we pretty much had like about an hour on them before the press event. We don't want to have them looking, you know, used old. So we try to keep them as nice as Until possible. we ride them. 
Yeah, till you ride them. <laughs> so um, air fork definitely around five hours. You'll get a lot more comfort and movement out of them initially. They they got some some break in period. Same even with with engine, you know, transmission. Everything five hours like a sweet spot once it's broken in. But uh, Explorer Explorer fork definitely is a different setup. Um, a lot more comfort it's, on smaller bumps. The Moto Track maybe not as much hold up as the exact. And I was I was there was, there was a double fork. jump, and I, I was telling you I wasn't yeah. going to jump it. Yeah. And I went ahead and hucked it, and it was no problem. Yeah. And it was it was like I was worried about you know, and then you think about it like XCW is really not for motocross. You know, no, it's not, not it's at not, all. That's and, not what the bike was designed and, for. And yeah. X, X is, but so I'll, I'll, when I talk about the bikes a little bit later, when I go into detail, I'll talk about the difference between the two and what I felt. Um, do the new TPI bikes have better low-end torque? Yes. My 2019 300XCW TPI does not have the low-end torque of the formerly carbureted 300XCW. So I'm going to disagree with that. I think it has the low-end torque, and, and what I've noticed is that since when you roll it on, it, it doesn't go boom and then snap. You know, there's no lag and there's no jetting discrepancies and stuff. Yeah. It When you turn it, it just, it responds. And it's kind of the same thing when four strokes went fuel inject. Everybody said they don't have felt any snap, they feel yeah. slow. So that was a lot of feedback we got today. We had nine journalists out today racing and a lot of people... Are, are new to the TPI bike they've ridden like the carb bike and it's a different riding style it's almost like like Jimmy says when we went from carbs on four strokes to to um to fuel injection it just it just it's, felt it's different. different like people are thinking maybe I, I don't have the the hit but people are riding them faster easier smoother better I, I it, dare, it's you, to, dare you to go ride a carbureted that's the thing yeah if, right if you jump to do <laughs> if you were jumping like you know five laps on your carb bike five on the fuel injection it's going to take a while to adapt. It's a different riding style, and it definitely comes on. The power is different. Kind of, I'll say, more manageable. Yeah, it's definitely more traction out of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I, I like. I think, I think what people feel a lot of times on the carburetor bikes and why it feels slow is that when you gas it, there's it's, it takes a second for that carburetor and analog and then boom explosion to, to go and yeah, then, the and then delay it gives, and then it gives boom. You, yeah. So I don't know that it's necessarily torque, but I, 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 I'm, I was blown away by today. I mean, I was making up so much time by just going extra gear high, not just one, maybe, you know, like two gears high and just rolling it on and, and going to big throttle openings at pretty low RPMs that would normally, a carburetor wouldn't even handle that. Yeah. It would not, it would not. We've got uh, a new comment, Jimmy. i got to go to the other page. This is okay. The, these are the comments from before I okay. started the show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to take off, but Jimmy, as you know, <laughs> has the answers to all of it. If not, you got, he can ask me tomorrow, and we'll try to get back with wait, you guys you, next week. You got cranky journalists that ran I out do. Of I have to, no, I have to take it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, I, we're, I, brought, I brought my own. I brought, I brought Jimmy another motorcycle to play on tomorrow. If, so if, he's, you, um, if you weren't at work, I'd have you reach down down below leg, your legs there. Reach down. Maybe tomorrow evening I won't be at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> work. What do you, what we got down there? What's down there? Yeah, that's bad. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday. He's got his yeah, tequila. tequila. Yeah, yeah, I don't have yeah. any tacos, but I do have. <laughs> I came here for tacos, but he's got tequila. Well, well, when you're not at work tomorrow, false we'll talk, advertisement. We'll, Taco we'll, Tuesday. We'll, we'll talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> it says Malo right on it, which means bad. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for stopping by and dropping yeah. off my race bike for tomorrow. Enjoy the review with Jimmy. Um, he'll have lots of good information on it. So. Yeah. And thanks to KTM for providing with the internet connection. So, <laughs> see you guys. Well, here, here's the here's the banger question: Why is KTM the only manufacturer where none of the factory riders ride the stock shock and forks? Why can't they fit cone valves to the stock bike? The design is very simple. Well, mo- most most <laughs> race teams are. I don't like cone valves. I don't go fast enough. But mo- most 
most yeah. teams anyway are, are doing like so the cone valves are are part of like the pro components for wp and it's just an upgrade of like everybody buys an exhaust system and that's like an upgrade or our bikes come with fmf exhaust systems I, even though they come with like a I perfectly good stock one it's just a lot of manufacturers are doing that we're not the only one that has our, our pro components yeah. if you look at like you know pro circuit they got their their show a kid star yamaha like all, all like the the teams they have an upgrade yeah i know i think yeah. i think i think almost every you know factory team you yeah. know where you know the factory riders i think they're all on special stuff and even if it has the appearance you know more appearance of stocks most of them don't but yeah um i i think i think what he's, he's asking and, and is our, our why, suspension why is actually it, is available you contact like a wp authorized center yeah, you can buy they have the cone eight, valve yeah, like eight, you can yeah. get pretty much the same setting as taylor roberts none of it's a secret they actually share share a lot of like their feedback from our test department with with our authorized centers so you can get you can go buy a fork and shock like taylor roberts set it up the same but uh, i don't know if you're going to go yeah, fast you know, enough to, to make it work like taylor we can all have we can all have fast guy suspension but we have to see if it works for our ability and and not not to toot your horn about this like ktm is funny because they're pushing this whole ready to race thing and i think that's part you know that's been the company thing and so what do they do they bring the journalists up and they kind of kind of make us race the bike so we're we're kind of proving and and like that bike so today i just took a stock bike i had two laps around on it set sag for jimmy like uh maybe a couple of clickers what he wanted totally put put number plates on and totally he won by about like five minutes or more a class because i'm totally cheating right i'll get my ass handed me in 48 tomorrow but yeah so but it truly was i mean we didn't do anything to the bike you just took it uncreated it broke it in and raced we had somebody in the 450a class started off on a 150 xcw he He got a hold shot checked out and won on a complete standard bike and the moto track was pretty jumpy like that bike shouldn't have really been doing good on like i think 85 percent of the course was where the xcw was better exactly yeah yeah, so 150 won the 450a class yeah yeah that's that's straight straight out of the crate all (laughs) we did (laughs) is steady sag and put his bars where he wanted levers actually jimmy jimmy we did his brake you got first and third Oh yeah, we got a lot of podiums today. Yeah. That's uh, the commentator. Commentator okay. today was wow. You guys are winning. I was like pure stock. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you take. Yeah, better little, get out of here. Whiny, Bye guys. Whiny journalists to bed. So okay, thank you, David. Uh, okay, I'll I'm be here in the morning. We'll go send you up for okay. other classes. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So uh, live as we do it here. I'm gonna go back to the questions. Uh, I know there's a bunch more. Let's see where we're at. Um, but anyways, David, so David is my press liaison at, at KTM. Uh, and so when we contact them about doing intros or testing bikes, he sets them up, makes sure the bikes are good. And, uh, and then always tells me to bring it back already. So I was, <laughs> he, my 300 XCW, which I'm going to, I'm going to put in my motorhome here and take with me. I'm going to go riding, uh, someplace else, uh, to test it on trails and one of the journalists fell over and smashed a pipe and I'm like, put that pipe on my bike so I don't, I'm not responsible. Because so, I hate beating up other, other people's stuff as, as well. So, uh, scroll down through here. Um, Chris Smith, yeah, I answered your question. That's good. Uh, yes, the mapping between the bikes, uh, XC and XCW is the same, which kind of, like I said, kind of surprised me. Um, they've definitely gone to the level of making the maps in general, especially the aggressive map, from my recollection, a little bit more aggressive. Um, uh, the 250 actually had kind of some, a little bit of snap to it. Not to the level that you'd want on an SX, but, um, but pretty, pretty good. Uh, let's see, Mike Haberoth. Let's hear Jared Stock's take on winning the Open A 
Well, you have to listen to his podcast. Yeah. He actually, he did, I was blown away. I mean, he had a, he actually, he did the same thing as me. He was going so stinking fast that he had to ride a fifth lap uh, and they put the checkered flag up for the second place guy because he was so far ahead. But um, it just speaks to the to the, the level of stock bikes, you know, where they're not all, the bikes that we're riding are, you know, they didn't they didn't put springs or anything. I was actually thinking about getting springs on the 150 I'm going to ride tomorrow, but um, uh, Mark Tilly, he's the same size as me, raced that bike and got third in open A. And I'm like, oh, if Mark can ride it in, in stock springs, I can ride it too. So I'm going to ride that one tomorrow with stock springs pretty good uh let's see thanks for the reviews on the course uh yes did i did i review the course the course was that is gnarly it's actually i mean i don't race that much anymore in fact i don't like racing because i turn into a, a jimmy asshole um so uh <laughs> like i kind of like can't turn that off but uh the, it was it was fun it was I had, I had a really good time today um the KTM guy is by the book. He is. He has to be. He works for the manufacturer, and and they, that's why they, you know, like I was asked, I asked those questions and stuff because you get to hear that's the kind of same answers I get sometimes. But that's part of the reason that they rely on us journalists to go out and try different things and to see how it works because they can't necessarily do it. And maybe it's okay if 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 dirt bike test takes it and goes off and plugs you know, a, a this in or tries this pipe because in their world, stock is best. I mean, they wouldn't make something if they weren't required by some sort of, you know, standard or emissions or something like that. Or, you know, sometimes they're trying to make a bike work for a wide range of riders and they, they have to settle on one thing that's maybe not as good for a heavy guy as it is, you know, for a light guy and, and stuff like that. So in their book, they're delivering the best thing they can. And so his answers aren't, they're not canned. I mean, that's just the way it is. And if I've done development testing and I kind of know what goes into it. And if he was coming and say, you know, it's a lot better if you do this and that, I mean, if it would have been better for everybody, they would have, they would have done it. And the power valve question, I, I know how finicky it was before. And since you can't quote jet the fuel injection, if you change the power valve and you want to change the jetting, all of a sudden things are not as good as they, you know, the way that the manufacturer feels that ideally should. So I, I sometimes I'll spit out the party line, but then I'll tell you what, um, what we do to it. So that's why you have to support people like me so we can go do stuff like this. And then you get a better real world view. Cause like I posted in my Twitter book face account or whatever yesterday, you know, they hand us, they hand us all this press information. So essentially this is all the, this is all the info about the bike. Everything is in here, you know, Hey, look, there's the, there's your works components you can buy for the shock. But they, you know, they have all the, the detail, the breakdown drawings so that we can be more accurate with our our information. And half of these guys just grab this thing and they go just like, Wah! and they regurgitate it right back out. And because they don't know how, you know, how it feels. And But, you know, kudos to all the guys that came out and rode today and got a real good experience. It was a couple of these guys, you know, first ever off-road race. They were moto guys and they came and never done off-road. And in that way, they kind of see like why these bikes are this way and stuff and uh don maeda wore moose gear today everybody yeah go go over and tell him tell me look good in moose and he would look better if he had a back canteen on that's what i would say i told him that today i said he looks sweet in that stuff um so uh he no he does not he was he was rep uh david does not need a different shirt do the 2020s come with two different throttle cams i don't know um 
I haven't got the little package. You know, the, like I said, the bikes are prepped and they're given to us. So I didn't get the little toolkit to see if it's in there. But I don't know. Did that? Did they come with that before? Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. Oh, yeah, tequila might get... Uh, I tried. I gave it my best, but he's still on the clock. He's got to deliver whiny journalists back to hotel. Jimmy stays at track and motorhome. Let's see. Did you notice the stiffer frame? Yes. Um, on between the two bikes. Did I notice the stiffer frame? On the, on the XC, I thought I did, but that's like we were talking about. The forks probably still need a little bit of time in them to be kind of broken in. Um, but overall, what I noticed is that the XCW um, still with the PDS suspension still felt that had a, the planted feel. So, you know, the suspension feels soft. The bike sticks to the ground a little bit more. But unlike, like usually when you hop on a bike that's that light, and I kid you not that that 300 felt so light. It feels like, like 125 light when you're riding it. The, the, the chassis did not feel it did not feel like stiff like it makes the two-stroke dance and, and jar around it it let the bike stay planted but when i got on the xc all of a sudden since the suspension's a little bit stiffer it did feel that that danciness but it's it it allowed a little bit more precision in the in the handling you're a little bit more confident when you're kind of sticking it into a rut or when you're kind of going across roots you know you you would you could you could feel, you know, you could feel what was going on, but not in a bad way. And I have bad wrists, and I usually complain about stuff like that. And, and other than the the, the XC forks needed to be uh, broken in, I thought it was good. I think it's I think it's stiffer in a good way, but not like overboard in any way. And it, it's essentially the same basic chassis as the SX, so it's a it's got kind of a stiff nature to it. Uh, let's see. The 19, Chris asked, the 19 was the easiest ride two-stroke I've ever ridden. Surprised by how much I like it. I agree. Uh, the, the 20 is even better. Um, the, the, the adding that, adding that sensor seems like it's helped some stuff. Just, I think a lot of stuff they did with the map really seemed to help. Uh, let's see. Let's see, Christian Pargo. He also fixes the stuff you break. I didn't break anything yet. But yeah, no, wait. Have I broke things? No. Chris, come on. Be nice. Hey, you're hey, wait a minute. Chris, Chris Parker from Rottweiler Performance who brought out his 790 on the ride. Who was fixing your bike that day that we went riding? The media bike was perfect, but we were working on your bike, I remember. Uh, let's see. When we were doing the Rottweiler Dino, huh? Look, at, when oh, when are we doing the one at the Rottweiler Dino? Uh I'm in I'm riding. I'm out riding. Sorry, I can't can't make it. Uh, let's see. Jesse, you mentioned the XC and XCW having the same gear ratio. No, no, no. They do not have the same gear ratio. Why not make the XC tighter? It is. So I think what they said, and I could pull up these sheets, these, um, hold on. Let me see if I can, let's see. This is, a uh, XC. Let's see if there's anything about gear ratios in here. I didn't have time to read it. I just felt it. So yes, the gear ratios are different. I think it's first and second gear, if I'm not mistaken. I, I will I will verify that. But um, the first gear on the XCW, the 300 that I rode, is definitely lower. And I'll tell you how I know because every once in a while I made the mistake just out of habit to downshift into a turn, and I went into first gear, and it like felt like I was throwing on the brakes. So the 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 when I did that on the 250 XC. 
the 250XC, it did not do that because the gear was higher and you could actually use first gear where first gear on the 300XCW was pretty much unusable. So uh, uh, so the ratios are different between the two bikes. So if, if we start talking about like what's the difference between XC and XCW, probably the biggest thing for most people is the suspension. So XCW is PDS with the Explore fork and XC is the air fork with the linkage rear shock. So, you know, one's definitely catered more towards single track trail riding and the other one's catered more towards more towards racing. The transmission ratio, so XCWW stands for wide and it has lower and I'd have to check exactly what the gear ratios are, but we never got the chance to ride it up in, I mean, maybe fourth gear was the top gear we got in. Um, and I pretty much just rode the whole thing in third gear, just left it in there and lugged it everywhere. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to test the spread. That's why I like to take these bikes and use them for other purposes too, to see how they work. So those are the difference, but the engines are, other than the gear ratios are the same, exactly the same between XC and XCW, 250 and 300. They're, they're kind of the same bike. So, uh, hopefully that, uh, gives you stuff. Why not make the XC? It, it, it definitely the, the gear ratios in XC feel more like a motocross gearbox. And, and, uh, I think I'm, I, I have to, I'd have to, like I said, check. I think they're first and second and third and fourth are more like the motocross bike. And then maybe fifth and sixth are a little bit wide, but, uh, don't quote me on that. I have to check the, check the specs. So I think I've run through the majority of questions that I've, uh, handled here let's see i think some other stuff um i don't know got any other questions there how we how we doing and everybody anybody have any other burning questions i had some other stuff pop up on our on our youtube feeds let's see if i can go over there and dig uh dig those questions up probably not because i'm horrible i should have done show prep but i i was uh having dinner <laughs> so we'll see here we go there's a bell um i got it I got my questions up. So, uh, Nikki Shane asked um, about the KTM 1090. It says, I have a 2017 1090R, just got a front sprocket, a 16 tooth to replace the stock 17 tooth. Do you think it would be wise for me to try it, or am I just wasting my time and money? Well, you got the sprocket already. That's what it just said there. So, I think just put it on and try it. Um, I run, on mine, I run a two tooth bigger rear sprocket and in my world like one tooth on the counter shaft kind of equals three in the rear so i'm kind of going in that same direction that you're going maybe not to the same level uh, of going down but um uh, it makes first gear a little bit slower easier to manage more for technical stuff so i think that's a that's a good uh that's a that's a good it's a, in the right direction and the good thing when you do the counter shaft sprocket is usually you can adjust it out through the chain so you don't have to, you know, break the chain or take a link out of the chain. Husky Hauler commented, I slip the clutch a lot on slow technical hill climbs to keep from stalling and keep the front end down. Is this wrong to do this? Uh, I usually change my oil if I abuse the clutch all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so in, in, in my other job where I teach motorcycle riding skills and techniques, um, we teach that the clutch is not a power reducer. 
So a lot of times when you're slipping the clutch on a hill, you're, you're reducing the power because you're not trusting the torque of the motorcycle. I would prefer you that you be in the right gear, the clutch all the way out, and just use the torque of the motor. But what most people do is they're putting so much weight in the handlebars, they don't have the dexterity to control the throttle, so they shut the throttle all the way off, and especially on a four-stroke, that's where the bike stalls. Pook, it stalls. But if, if you ever try it, and, and riding with a recluse clutch, which is actually slipping a lot of times at low speed anyways, um, it will teach you how much torque that motorcycle has because it takes a lot for a recluse to really disengage. And then you start going, hey, my bike's not really going to stall. And then when I do get sloppy with it, it disengages so the bike doesn't stall. But I prefer to, to just be really careful with the throttle and just trust in the torque of the motorcycle. Don't shut the throttle all the way down. And then and then if it's really technical where you're going slower than the gear you're in, like you're going slower than first gear, at that point, of course, you have to slip the clutch. There's no there's no way around it But because the bike will stall or it wants to go too fast. So you can always learn to ride faster, <laughs> um, which I was demonstrated by all the guys that were riding way faster than me today. You, you know, it, you can always do that or, you know, just, just kind of you can change the gearing of the bike, you know, so it's easier so you can let that clutch all the way out. But when the clutch is slipping, you think about it, you think about a clutch is, you know, it's gripping. It's like sandpaper. It's going to build heat. It's going to generate heat inside that motor. So uh, most of the time when I see guys steaming their bikes over, it's not because they weren't moving. It's because they were slipping their clutch. So that causes problems. And if you change your oil afterwards, that's probably a good idea because especially in a motor that that uses the same oil inside the transmission as it does to lubricate your crank and your piston and your valves having contaminated clutch material in there which you know can happen um, usually your oil filter takes it out right away but it can be spinning around in there for a little while and uh, and that does bad things to your motor so don't don't slip your clutch um, that would be the that would be the answer for that Mike Sampson commented question how about if you just put an exhaust a slip-on exhaust and took out the restrictor um, can you ride it like that? You wouldn't have to tune it right. Okay, Mike is asking about the Yamaha WR450 that we just, uh, we didn't put the video up yet. I know it's in the works. Um, he was asking about, uh, maybe there's a video. No, it's, oh wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. Mike is asking about the Honda, Honda CR450. My eyesight, yeah, it's getting there. So, um, speaking of eyesight, um, so he's asking, how about if you just put a slip on an exhaust, took out the air restrictor and ride it like that? Any of the emission compliant bikes, when you just open up the pump, you know, make it flow, they're gonna be lean. They're designed to run in a very corked up state. Uh, so they don't run very well. They start, they start, um, they get kind of kind of quick revving, you know, not, not a lot of power. They lose power, by the way. Um, they kind of rev through the power quickly and then they backfire a whole bunch on deceleration. So if you're going to do anything that, that lets more air in and lets more air out, you've got to put at some point, put more gas in the system. That's why these tuners and stuff are out there, all the different ignition settings. So you can't just on any of these bikes, whether it's a KTM EXC or soon to come XCW or XCW, um, it's a, it's a tune, it's a tune system. So you have to, um, even if it's just a slip-on. So, uh, let's see. Would, let's see. Would, what have you liked to... Okay, we have a question on the Honda Africa Twin. Moto the, Moto the Road comment. 
Would have liked to hear how you switched to manual mode. It needs to cruise. It needs cruise control. I am 6'2", 225. I don't want a bike that needs to have suspension adjustments because I'm over 200 pounds. Well, yeah, 6'2", 225. You're not that far out of the, the, the range, but you're different than most of their customers, obviously, or they would have set the suspension up for what for you. So that's the that's the answer on that. So I, I'm, you know, I'm 200 pounds, and I kind of fit in the in the average range, maybe in the little bit on the heavier side of average range, but... I don't feel like I have to adjust. Actually, I think the, the Honda Africa Twin has some of the best adventure bike suspension out there, standard. It's good. On to the, um, it, it's just, you just push the button. There's some toggle button. You just scroll through the thing, and you can turn it so that so that you can set it to almost manual mode so that you're shifting with your thumb on the DCT bike. I don't know if it goes, it'll it'll shift how you want it with as long as you're within the RPM range. Like, if you're at red line, it will not let you downshift. And if you if you're in sixth gear or fifth gear and you you start slowing way way down, it'll automatically downshift. It won't let you do stupid stuff on that bike. But it's just I I think it'll actually shift almost any time. You can force a shift. Just sometimes it's a lot more um, willing to shift exactly when you want it to in different modes in different settings. So I don't think you can go to kind of straight pure manual mode. Um, but you can make it so you can have it in the gear you want. Um, I know I, I don't remember because it's been a while since I rode the bike, but in like especially in the off-road mode, you can easily force it to 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 rev up a little bit more to ride a gear lower. So if you imagine you were in third gear and you wanted to be in second, you push that button, it'll shift right down to second and maybe even sometimes first, and then it'd be revving you know almost too much at that point, too high power. So um, okay, red one dragon commented. I wish you would do a side by side comparison of the Sierra 450X versus the Sierra 450L with the expectation that to change the exhaust with a full aftermark system and a Vortex fuel map. Um, I kind of want to do a comparison where I have uh, someone pour my tequila for me and I would wear a red shirt and he would wear a white... I mean, we can go down the, the roads of how you would modify and tune and change these bikes. Um, we, I, I anticipate in the future I would love to do a 450X versus 450L. Unfortunately, we only had one of those bikes at a time. I actually do have a 450L. It's a customized bike right now. Um, and I could kind of do that because I still have the X, but they're like slightly in different states. And if you change... Um, if you change the exhaust then you have to change the fueling and you start tuning them and you can get those bikes to run exactly almost exactly the same I would say they're they're the internal engine components are pretty stinking similar between those two motors so you can get them to run the same however you choose to modify that bike um, what you can't get away from and some of the stuff is uh, the the extra weight on the L um, with the with the subframe and stuff, but I mean, if you really took your time, you could craft those bikes to to mimic each other or do whatever you needed to do. They're they're basically the same. I mean, they come stock. They're definitely different. Um, but as you start doing modifications and things, they sort of become the same. Uh, I don't know. It depends on where you're at. I mean, some places it's impossible to get a license plate for an X, so you have to start with an L if you need a license plate. And then, and then I don't know why anybody in their right mind would try to turn 
the L into a dirt bike if you needed it, if you wanted only a dirt bike. I would just start straight with the X. But, you know, there's definitely different needs, and I think that those are the, um, those are the different, uh, you know, scenarios. But for a lot of times for us to go and do a comparison, you know, to get, when we start getting really detailed about exactly how you do it, like even when we do our project bikes, we always kind of take into mind, it's like, who are we building this for? Is it building, is, because if I'm building a bike for Jimmy, um, it's probably not going to be the same as if I was building it for someone else. I, I tend to like eh, smoother power than most people. I tend to like to lug or torque bikes more than most people. Um, so, it, and, and that's the beauty of all these modifications that you can find something that works and, and tune it to your specifications. So, um, yeah, um, do that. Tune tune your bike but for us to kind of you know i mean yeah every once in a while we get an idea and we just kind of kind of run with it but that's why you don't see us testing motocross bikes in off-road settings because there's a hundred different ways to do it and you're starting with the wrong tool for the job so we'd prefer to test off-road bikes in off-road settings and motocross bikes at motocross tracks and then you know you can read into it how does it work there and would it transfer over and make your own decisions a lot of times people will bring us oh, it comes to mind i we've got a husky 350 that we need to go pick up at ride engineering trevor trevor somebody go pick that up it's built for a small guy um but uh you know companies will bring us a modified bike or a project bike and it's kind of cool to test them just to, to experience the different things but a lot of times that bike's not set up for me specifically or for someone else specifically it's just hey here's all of our stuff and, and if i don't like it that's not the person that built its fault you know wasn't set up for me i'm probably better off with a stock bike a lot of times so that's kind of how you you know how we test it's not most of the time they get a get a bike and everything on it makes it better oh it's so much better blingy bling um let's see my feed seized uh that's that's your problem i'm surprised i have us man look at all those happy faces coming up there that's good thank you guys i wish those were dollar signs <laughs> so um, uh, Brap Yeah, Brap Ride it like you stole it San Felipe Bob's in the house um, He's obviously back from uh, Back from vacation um, Let's see He's way talkier Than like 8 foot or uh, Way taller Oh, we're talking about Radic Hey Radic you, you, I, I heard some guys at the Because they were talking KTM stuff down there you know, you, you, you can't go back to that um, ultimate race, KTM ultimate race, because you won it, so you're banned, and there's guys coming for you. They're 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 trying to build a they're trying to build a better American team because they don't they don't want to lose it, lose the title. Marco, how you doing, Marco? Hood ornament. Hey, oh, Marco, check this out. This is my new GoPro Hero Seven. Thank you, Marco, for hooking this up. I actually used it today. I shot video footage of me um, riding around the track, so I so it won't sound like someone's flushing the toilet while I'm riding, and it won't shake around, and I will get some videos up when uh, I do this. But super stoked! Thank you. It was uh, easy to use, and everybody's like, "Man, you have a GoPro? What'd you do? Win the lottery?" <laughs> yes, I won the lottery. So thanks, Margo. Um, let's see. Much better than watching when I was in the hospital. I was. 
say she was riding off-road, watch out for side-by-side. -side. Yes, ride right, that's what we say. Ride to the right side of the road, but sometimes UTVs are way too wide and the drivers are bad drivers, so. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That is not, oh, that's not very good tequila. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, he picked up his KTM. We're talking about Radic. Radic, you should come. Actually, Radic, you should buy dirt bike tests, first of all. Um, and then you should come go trail riding, and then we'll just go trail riding, and then somebody else can run it. Where are you racing? Philip, I am at a works round. I think they say it's round seven of, of the um, work series. Uh, they're doing this interesting thing where... They're racing on Tuesday and Wednesday, taking a day off, and then they're having a race on um, Friday and Saturday again. So, uh, um, but it's up in, uh, they call it Grays Harbor, which used to be called Stradaline. So we're just kind of south of Seattle, um, a little bit outside of Olympia. Uh, it's a, for works racing, it's tight trees and technical. Although when they say single track to me, it's almost like quad width trail. So it's not real single track. It's definitely like more like Grand Prix racing. And uh, I did a hour-long race today and, and a 30-minute practice in the morning. So that's where we're at. And I'm glad you like torque. I like torque, too. Uh, Scott Cox, how you doing? San Felipe Bob has dollar signs. And Andre the Popsicle Man likes glory holes. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Mike Brown says bad on... I know! I should have known, actually, here, right here. What's cha What's chavo mean? It's got a skull on it. It's got a prickly bush, which is probably agave, and malo, bad. I, it's, it's a marketing operation that's bottling turpentine, as far as I'm concerned, but I got you know, to get through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> cheers. Uh, let's see. Black or thinner? <laughs> hold hold on one second. I got. I'm gonna go fix this. I got a. I got a twenty cent taste out. I'll be right back. I got. It's not a long walk to the bar here. So how about this? That'll <clears throat> that'll fix that problem. First, let me get rid of it. Ooh, okay. So we'll go with some um, Casa Souza hundred anos. So, any other questions? Um, that's scotch. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm trying to learn something here, too. So, what do I really think of the bike? Um, man, I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of impressed. I mean, it's KTM, like, every few years, like, changes their bikes, which is amazing because it's a lot of time in R&D and development, and they did listen to what the customers are saying, especially here in the United States, they wanted a more aggressive, snappier power. Um, I won't call it snappy. I mean, in KTM's world, I think they kind of stepped out of their comfort zone to make the bike and the aggressive map as, quote, aggressive as it is. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they're just all about rideability and drivability with all the testing that they do over there. And I, I think it's a little more exciting. I think when you see the SX finally go to fuel injection that's when they'll have really totally figured it out and and, and uh, got it all dialed but I I, have, I mean especially when you start going more into the single track and trail riding side I I love um, the fuel inject I love TPI just like I like it on four strokes right away even when everybody was complaining because it didn't have enough snap and hit I, I think they're I think they're onto something 
the chassis it feels lighter than the old one i mean by kind of another step you know a noticeable step for me that's a that's a huge thing because the bike already felt ridiculously light and especially on the pds bike the, the xcw the fact that it doesn't dance it's that light and it doesn't have that dancey feeling and i'll really get a chance to kind of feel it a little bit more tomorrow when i ride the 150 because that bike is another seven or eight pounds lighter but i think the weight the scale weight on the xcw was like 224 with a little bit of gas in it um and that was off of a you know when they measured one it's not the number that they put inside the inside the book although i think it's actually pretty accurate so um yeah uh liked it i mean totally stock suspension i didn't really want to change clickers all i did was uh, adjusted the brake pedal to my liking tuned kind of where the lever lever position was a little bit and had 12 pounds of tire air pressure in the tires and sent it and it was all it was all good so <clears throat> google says it means bad guy bad Chavo as a bad guy <laughs> yeah that's perfect description of that tequila it's a bad guy so um okay did you podium <sighs> you kidding i slayed it i i took the overall that's the only way you do it bob come on uh so okay good on you um <clears throat> unless there's any other questions we're getting down to our you know our eight minute warning here i've got to sit down and um actually i need to go get my photos uh somehow or another which i forgot to get because i was more worried about doing my podcast and uh, then i can write a story which i'll put up on dirt bike test as soon as i can maybe i'll just go straight to doing a video uh tomorrow i get to uh, hang, ride in the morning hang out watch my buddy andrew short uh go out and chase everybody down in the pro race uh man those guys they're going so stinking fast it's it's nuts i mean to see you know to kind of watch how how these how fast these guys go i mean i think they in their practice today or their time qualifying they rode the exact same courses we did i went out and did a lap on their to test another bike when they were riding and they were on the exact same course as us and i think that lap time wise they were like three or four three or four minutes faster around the lap than i was and i mean i can see two minutes easy but four it's just, it's ridiculous to see how fast they're going and in, in in that in that terrain which is which is amazing so pretty cool um let's see any other do a facebook live tomorrow with andrew um no because i have to give back the the the, the internet unit thing that I'm, <laughs> I'm using he gets a bad young fellow victor would know bad young fellow yeah it's a it's a silver so it is a young fellow Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, any other questions? I'll do a Facebook Live. No, I can't. So I can't do a Facebook Live tomorrow with Andrew because he's a professional racer. I'm going to try to talk him into going trail riding with me on Thursday, but we'll see what happens. It's logistical nightmares around here, and I will get back to you with other posts. Uh, share this podcast. Uh, actually, it's going to be a podcast pretty soon. I'm working on that in the background, so you can just listen to it. You don't have to see me hop around and pour bad tequila down my throat uh so when we get that up i'll put it on dirt bike test go to dirt bike test look at our stories tell your friends about it make this thing grow if it grows then i get to keep doing it and if not i'm just going to go trail riding either way it's up to you not me actually it is up to me a little bit but um tell radic that pink bike needs to buy this thing 
So before I knock my table over, I'm going to have my last little uh, cheers. And uh, thanks for pushing this while you're riding and racing. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm <laughs> doing doing the best. On the Honda Africa Twin DCT, is a straight manual button so you can paddle shift between first and sixth. There you go, Bob. Thank you. It's there are too many bikes in my head. I don't have I don't have enough uh, I don't have enough memory cells because there's only two of those brain cells left in here. I was going to show you my my new lid, but you can look on my Facebook post for that, and we'll see that. So um, I'm going to sign up. There's no after show for this one. And uh, JB, thanks for the stickers and the lid looks super sweet. Oh wait, oh YZ450F slow start info. Now the questions start popping. I say I'm going to quit, and you start dumping questions on them. Canoe, canoe, I can't say names or remember them or anything. So I asked, we asked, I had Trevor ask the Yamaha guys about the slow starting because the WR is the same way. And I wish I would have bitched about it a little bit more when when uh, when we did our, our video thing the other day. But because other people asked, they said, that's the way it is. And I'm not kidding. They just said, that's the way it is. So what I know is that if you put a battery with a little more amperage and stuff in there, it spins a little faster and it starts a little bit better. But you have to understand, that's a Makuni FI system. It's not the Kian one that we're so used to. And like the KTM is using Delorto on the on the throttle body for the for the, the two-stroke. So there's different systems. I, I don't know if it's a characteristic because since the FX and the WR both do it, I don't know if it's a characteristic of the Makuni system that maybe it's just a little slow to fire. Just, you know, and... And I've tried tuning it with the power tuner to dump a little more fuel or to lean the fuel off at zero throttle, low low throttle position, low RPM to try to counteract it. But I'm sure it's on its own dedicated start map at that point. But I have not been able to solve it either. But if you can get the battery to spin it over a little bit quicker, uh, that seems to help. Uh, and and definitely no throttle. Um, if you if you crank if you turn the throttle, it doesn't like it at all in in my experience. So that's the answer to that one. Uh, you just lost one with the, <laughs> yeah, with the bad boy. Come race Donner. I'm done racing. I quit. I like. I'm not. Well, tomorrow I'm gonna race that one, and then I'm not gonna race anymore because I don't race. So, <laughs> I ride races. That's all I did today. I just went riding today. So I just happened to be during a race, and I actually did okay. So, but I yelled at some guy. I, well, I yelled at a lot of people when I was lapping them. That's what I do. I throw revs. I, I yell usually and then start throwing revs. And then, like, one guy got kind of pissy because he wouldn't get out of the way. And he he was so pissed, he actually swerved into me and blocked me between a tree. And I, like, it's, it's not, I hate doing that. I mean, I don't like to be the guy, that guy. I don't like to be an ass and stuff. And so it's, that's, like, all behind me. So sorry to that guy. He was on a Yamaha. Probably a nice guy. But, um... Uh, so no more racing for Jimmy, like at least not racing. I can go riding. I can go ride. If it's a really awesome race, I can go riding. So we'll see it. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in. It looks like we've answered all the questions. If you have more questions, save them for next week or put, attach them to the YouTube videos. We usually go there and uh, pull the questions off and answer them. And if your friends missed it, you could say, Hey, go to dirt bike test and look at it there. Cause there's a YouTube video and everything else. So, now that I've said things six or seven times, I'm shutting down the computer. I'm having my last shot of tequila. And then I'm going to go um, do a blood transfusion and, uh, you know, get all my stuff so I can uh, ride tomorrow. So with that, we will see you out on the trail. Cheers.